Hello and welcome in everyone to the latest installment of the Career Competitor Podcast with me, Steve Meller, and as a member of the CG Sports Network, we are the show that seeks to light the competitive fire within you in order to succeed within your career. I am truly honored to be welcoming in Tiana Bartoletta to the show today. And for those that don't know, Tiana is a three-time Olympic gold medalist for the U.S., uh, twice in the 4x100 in London and in Rio, and she is also the reigning long jump Olympic champion from Rio as well. Now, Tiana is the most recent Olympic hopeful that we've had on the show, whose entire training and preparation was pushed back one year due to the pandemic. And in Tiana's case, she is someone, as you're about to find out in the interview, who has actually been using so much of the time since the last games to work on developing herself and and really establishing a version of her that she knows that she can rely upon as a human being, not as a track star uh, in terms of the person that she is each and every single day from the moment she wakes up to the moment she goes to bed. And there are just some fantastic nuggets of information coming your way within our discussion today. For anyone, and it's totally worth checking out, for anybody that wants to go learn a little bit more about Tiana, I encourage you to go to her website, Tiana B, that's T-I-A-N-N-A-B-E-E.com, and you will find there so much fantastic insight, not just about her story, but all the many things that she not only offers, but is also connected to as well. So without any further ado, we will jump into our episode with Tiana Bartoletta, and I hope you all enjoy. Before you're done listening to the show today, guys, I would love for you to subscribe if you are listening to us on Apple Podcasts. If you're a Spotify person, you can always follow the show. That way, you'll always know when we have a new episode coming. Furthermore, if you wouldn't mind leaving me some sort of rating on Apple Podcasts, that would be fantastic. And also check out careercompetitor.com. It's a really easy way to access the interviews and the episodes. But also, I am blogging at the moment too. It's a part of my Monday competitive course that I provide. It's just a fantastic way of starting your week with a perspective on how to compete at higher levels. So I'd love for you to check out the website. And you can also contact me directly through the website as well. Okay, well, it is my complete pleasure to welcome in Tiana Bartoletta to the Career Competitor Podcast. Firstly, Tiana, how are you today? Doing well. It's what a time to be alive. Let's put it that way. (laughs) Absolutely (laughs) memorable. We are living in a very memorable point in history. There's no doubt about it uh, for for numerous reasons. And I have a feeling we're probably going to get into one or two of them uh, within our conversation here today. Uh, But firstly, what have you been, because I know you're an early riser. I know you work pretty hard. Um, You're a a professional athlete. There's no such thing as an off day, really. Uh, so just yeah. tell me, you know, it's early in the day while we're interviewing here. What What's the morning look like for you? Yeah, so I've already been up for three hours. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I wake up at 4.30 a.m. And what I do bet- at 5 a.m., I have what's called a breakfast club. Mm-hmm. And that's basically anybody who joins can log on to Zoom um join me for the morning body scan that I usually do so 15 minutes of movement to just check in with my body followed by a five minute meditation that's at 5 a.m we're done by 5 20 it's like we almost do like a virtual break and then we go ch- go respectively try to rock our days gotcha. between 4 30 and 5 that's like what everybody does yeah. grown grown about being up so early <laughs> meander to the coffee maker 
wash your face, brush your mm-hmm. teeth, you know, that whole thing. That's After cute. Breakfast Club, you know, I um, get the video, I send it out to the rest of the members who didn't join live. And then I either, depending on what type of training day it is, I either make that long commute to my garage to do mm-hmm. my lift. <laughs> <laughs> or I um, use that time to read, write, kind of nourish the, the brain spirit side, mm-hmm. um, things that I am too tired to do sometimes in the evening, mm-hmm. I get out of the way in the morning. And then my first training session, if I don't lift, is at 11 a.m. Mm-hmm. And so I just pretty much fuel, hydrate, read, write, maybe practice yoga with one of my teachers online and then go to the track. That's That's every morning is like that. That's great. Well, you and I are cut from the same cloth. I'm a morning person too. Uh, I coach swimming for a living. So we Mm. live, we live in a morning world. Uh, That's what we are. That's how we're raised. And to my wife's displeasure, most of the time I'm out Mm -hmm. the house by half five in the morning. And uh, you know, for me, I wouldn't have it any other way. I, I just like you, I, I love feeling accomplished by the time I get to lunchtime and feeling like I have control of my afternoon because of that feeling of, uh, you know, just content and, and feeling really good about what I got out of the morning. And I kind of want to start here because uh, doing a little bit of research into you, you clearly have an incredible sense of personal personal worth, personal self. Like you just know exactly your value. You know exactly what you're capable of as an individual. And on this show, we talk a lot about realizing your optimal self and and really working towards that, understanding that in order to compete at the highest level of whatever it is you do, a huge part of that is really aspiring to be your optimal self in all facets of life. And you clearly appear to be someone who's very much either in control of that or certainly in pursuit of that. And I think starting with this, where did this really come from like when did this whole process and this whole journey of really discovering this value in yourself begin so first of all i'm 100% flattered that you see that <laughs> when you look at my life yeah. because the truth is i'm still searching for that that mm. is actually the journey that i'm on mm-hmm. like to wake up one day and never question what I'm capable of, or to Mm. never wonder what I'm worth, or if I have value. I'm Mm. not there yet. But what I do do on a regular basis is I like follow that rabbit down all (laughs) of the holes and through all the tunnels. And so just like I do, um, have done in sport, it's like, you want to leave no stone unturned, right? Mm. You want to make sure it's one thing, you know, to, to feel good about competing, you know, being in shape. It's another to stand on the line and know like, okay, I nailed the fuel plan. Mm -hmm. I was hydrated properly. I slept my, you know, optimal number of hours each night like that. I did every single thing. Mm -hmm. And so in my life away from the track, I'm largely the same way. Like who can I be and what can I accomplish if I meditate consistently, if I'm constantly taking care of my body, you know, all of these little things. And that's what I'm doing. And the cool thing about doing those little things is that they're basically deposits in that self-worth bank. (laughs) And so even though in the, you started the journey, ultimately like trying to find your self-worth, your Mm. self-worth is in the curiosity and the commitment to doing all those little things in the first place. So they kind of feed each other. Yeah. I love, I love that you call it a bank because much like, 
our our savings in life, you never want to sort of put a, a limit to it, right? You just want to keep saving and keep putting money in the bank. And I think that curio- I love that curiosity. Like that's that's a powerful word because it, it just leaves no no stone unturned, like you said there, in terms of being an athlete, saying like they, there's always something to discover. Every day is a new discovery. And I think in terms of competing at the highest level, and we've not even touched on this yet. Uh, I'm talking to a, a three-time Olympic gold medalist. So the, we're not just competing here. We're, we're winning and we're doing pretty good in, in, in what we do. So in terms of that, where do you feel as though, um, you know, with, with the competing aspect of your lifestyle, where do you feel as though these two things kind of cross over? Because I think there's that meditative state that you find a lot in that you know, that comfort, that peace of mind. And then there has to be this more, I would assume, aggressive version of you too that comes to the mm-hmm. surface. Like how, how do you find the balancing the two of those? Oh, that's the existential crisis I have every <laughs> season. Like to be, to go from Zen master to, which right. I do pretty well. The aggressive <laughs> side is my default setting <laughs> nice. to be completely I like fair. I like that. Um, and so it, it turns out that for me, I don't have to work hard at the aggression part. Mm. I have to work hard at the channeling that aggression, turning it into my ally and mm. like getting that laser focus to make it do what I need it to do. Mm. Um, I think that's kind of where, that's kind of where I fall when it comes to marrying like the Zen and meditative state mm. to the competitive state. Because once it wasn't until I started practicing yoga that I became a different sort of mental monster in my Hmm. sport. Right. And it's because through, and I don't just mean like the physical component of yoga. I mean like the yogic philosophy behind the physical component. And the idea is, is largely that one, your mind and your body should always move as one. And there's Mm. not a lot of time in our day to day where that is the case. (laughs) Like our body's doing one thing our mind is over here somewhere else. Absolutely. And so when an athlete gets into the zone, that is the same thing that you're practicing in a yoga class. It's why your yoga teacher will be like, inhale, move this arm, mm. exhale, move this foot. Like that's the practice that's what we're trying to do. The same thing that I'm doing when I'm on the runway, telling myself a cue and then my body is doing that cue, same mm. thing. And the philosophy behind all that is like, you're not really entitled to the fruits of your labor, mm-hmm. but you are obligated to do the labor. And that honestly kind of freed mm-hmm. me because to go into a meet expecting or hoping or wishing that all of your work will get you a specific result is not going to help you get that result. Mm-hmm. That's just adding a different layer and an unnecessary layer of stress tension to your performance that isn't going to help you perform any better. And so I was able to release that. So then all of a sudden competitions weren't necessarily about, am I going to win today, but more about how committed can I be to these little steps that I have to execute. Mm. And then curiosity is like, huh, let's see how I finish doing all those little things. Right. And surprisingly, as much as that's an uncomfortable way to go into a competition, not thinking about the end. I mean, my whole career and life and value in from a sponsor's perspective is, will you win? <laughs> like, that's the, like they don't care about Very definitive, any of this yeah. stuff that I'm talking about. They're like, yeah. 
did you win or did you not win? Like, exactly. we don't care that you're mentally healthy, that you <laughs> meditate. Like, did you win? <laughs> yes. Yeah. And so it is a little bit scary to kind of, I'm going to call it opt out of that thinking because it is mm. what you have to do. Yeah. And then go for the little steps and just let the results be what they are. And this is why it's really important for us to also have value or see value in ourselves outside of the performance. Mm -hmm. If you can do that, it's more easily to not cling to the results mm -hmm. and just go for it with the process. Yeah. I, you know, so much, so much good stuff. I firstly have to acknowledge, you know, being the reigning, you being the reigning long jump Olympic champion, five, five years as well. You get an extra year. That's kind of cool. Right. <laughs> uh, reigning long jump champion at the Olympics. You know, you talk about step by step. Every single step is going to dictate where you land on that board when you take off. And you, exactly. know, so you talk about the metaphorical component, but it's, it's so literal. It's so literal in your, in your situation that, that every single one of those steps has to happen at the right time. And I think that state of mind obviously plays a huge part um, in that. And the, the opting out of that thinking as well, and that ability to sort of walk away no matter the result and be so comfortable with who, who you were the competitor in that moment and, and really just take that level of comfort of saying, Hey, this, I, I'm really pleased with my approach to what I just did. The outcome was the outcome. And hey, what a what a wonderful moment it is when you enjoy that Olympic gold. But at the same time, it could have so easily been something else. But I can still walk out of the stadium knowing that who I am and what I did was was true to what I want it to be. And I think that's yeah. just a powerful, powerful message. And in terms of when you cross paths, maybe with people in, in other aspects of life, as I'm sure you do, even in just, you know, your breakfast club, I'm sure it's just a complete mixture of people from all walks of life. How do you find, how do you find you're able to sort of share this mindset with them? And, and how do you find people are able to apply this mindset? Let's say, cause that's what we're all about on this show. Like how do we take something like a, an Olympic long jump champion and apply it to someone who's just going to the office every day and getting the most out of their day? You know, how do you find that your messages are able to impact those other people? Yeah. I mean, B, I think I do it well because I don't see them as different things. Mm. Like this is the Olympics is my going to the office. Yeah, That's my path. And so it's, it's neither society has made it a more prestigious endeavor mm -hmm. but in my view it's no different from the person who is getting up every day and maybe staying home with the kids that's your mm -hmm. thing that's your path that's sure. your olympics and there is a podium for you to be on in that <laughs> path and so Absolutely. that's kind of how how i frame it i mean like in a lot of ways I make choices. And so I choose this. I mean, in a lot of ways, I didn't choose this. It's just mm. like the path that I'm on, right? And so I think all of us know that experience of being in something that we just feel called to be in, and then mm. want to do the best in that thing. And so because I don't really see it as any different mm. from somebody else pursuing their personal, personal dreams, like my younger sister is an oil painter, we have the same mindset when it comes when it comes to her putting something on a canvas mm -hmm. and me going to a track. I have I have friends who are in marketing, same mindset when they need to pitch something to a client. It's right. the same thing or prepare for a workshop or a clinic or a speaking engagement. 
it's all the same. And it really comes down to identify what you need to do to be successful at it. And then commit to doing those little things. Mm -hmm. That's it. It could be like how to be a better parent. Like I need to communicate better. I need to get like the timeout corner together. You know, all (laughs) these little things. Like we all as athletes, we know what we're supposed to do unless Mm. we're like really new to the sport. Sure. At some point, you don't actually need a coach to tell you what to do and Mm -hmm. how to do it correctly. Right. You know, but the question is, can you do it? (laughs) Can you execute it? Are you, are you using language with yourself? Is the conversation you're having with yourself helping you execute it? Is it like clicking? Is the connection between the mind and the body strong enough for you to control it? Right. Mm. That is not track specific. That is not sport specific at all it's like you know what you need to do if you're trying to start a new diet you know what you need to do you know you need to clear out that pantry first (laughs) you can't just hide the cookies right you need to get rid of the cookies you know that so the question is are you going to do it and help set yourself up for success so that's basically the approach that i take and i think when i explain it that way people can kind of step into the picture for themselves and kind of see where in their lives they're like, yeah, I'm not really, I'm not really doing all that that I yeah. need to be doing for what I'm trying to do. Absolutely, the diet one's a big one. Diet <laughs> one's a big one. Um, it, it, but I, it, as someone who coaches athletes, it's, uh, I think all coaches would probably admit this on some level. It, it, it is that constant battle of getting an athlete to just accept what they have to do. And, Mm -hmm. uh, and that is, that is the story of life. It's the story of life in every component, like you said, and, you know, summarized with words like discipline and things like that. But I think sometimes simplifying it to the, to as, as literal a way of explaining it as you're saying there is like, you know what to do and it's up to you if you want to do it. And Mm -hmm. with that being said, as someone who has been to two Olympic games, who has got three Olympic gold medals, there is so many reasons for you to say, I have done it. I am done. I am good. Mm -hmm. Where does the fire keep coming from for you to have gone through a whole nother cycle and an extended one year cycle now, especially with these games, just talk to me a little bit about what you feel, I guess you're still being driven by to go into a third games. Yeah. So I'll be honest and say that it's absolutely shifting quite a bit. And for the reasons you stated, I have a world record, I have the gold medals, I have Mm. the world championship titles, all this stuff. And so it's definitely, it's going to sound horrible, but I'm going to just say it because that's just who I am. It's like, I don't feel strongly that another gold medal is going to change much of anything in my life. And so it's, it's, it's going from zero medals to one medal, huge, like (laughs) huge. Yeah going from three medals to four eh, oh you did it again congratulations that's kind of the reception yeah um i'll receive and probably like i would be proud of it but it's not going to make a huge life shift and so i think what what still drives me is that i won those nine global championship medals not perfect completely imperfect everything wasn't awesome um i didn't execute perfectly on the track my life was in shambles off the track. And so one of the things going back to curiosity that I'm curious about is what happens if, or what happens when I align all of those things, what Mm. can I do? And now that's just on the like mental side and the, you know, like 
again, no stone unturned. Like, can I tweak all of these little settings and see what happens? Mm-hmm. At the same time, there's a huge variable here, right? My yeah. body. Yep. Maybe it doesn't want to do it anymore. <laughs> like, uh, like maybe, maybe like as time passes, as I get older, it might physically, I might physically be incapable of doing the same thing on that level, but I can still find out how good I can be tweaking all these settings anyway. Mm-hmm. And so it's really just a matter of personal mastery at this point. And maybe I'll find out that my personal mastery is good enough to make the podium or be top of the world again. But like, if I find out that it's not, I'm not going to beat myself up because it's like, I perfected my diet. I finally figured out how to get enough water in, in one day, (laughs) you know, like I finally did all these things that I have like struggled to, to, to master. I'm not going to be upset at the end of it, seeing how much better of a person I am if it doesn't Mm. result in a podium finish or a medal yeah that's, i think that's what it is yeah that i mean and that, that that there's an answer right there that i i obviously wasn't expecting and i but i love it i absolutely love it because i think the uh the typical pr example uh would be you know just like oh i'm hungry for another one and blah 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 and all this kind of stuff and it's uh very it's been used a lot it's been used a lot mm-hmm. um you know and just hearing you sort of say like you know three golds is is three golds and no one can take that away from me and now it's this personal mastery that i'm you know it's almost like a, a living experiment you know to see see where it takes me see what it you know delivers in terms of results and for me i find that just absolutely amazing and i love uh that particular approach and this is just something that has come up in a couple of previous episodes recently is that I, uh, I'm curious as I, and that's what this shows a lot of this show is about is my curiosity. So it's really cool Mm -hmm. hearing you going on these, uh, this, this personal growth of your own is that, do you always feel as though as someone who's had success, who's had these three gold medals, do you feel as though those three gold medals were able to bring you a level of joy, um, in comparison to, in comparison, let's say to the level of joy that's required in order to go down the journey of success. So what I'm saying is that does success equal joy or does joy equal success? Like in your, in your sort of, I guess, experience at this point, where would you sort of fall in that? Yeah. Um, I'm going to say that joy equals success or it should, mm. because the immediate emotion I felt on the podium receiving my medal was not joy. It was relief. Interesting. Wow. (laughs) It was relief because I had, you know, worked so hard, given up so much. I counted Mm. on so many people who had done so much. And I, I felt strongly that like, I don't like to just take and take and take from people. I like the like for there to be like this, this equal exchange, right? And athletics, especially on a high level, can be so self-absorbed, which mm-hmm. is completely kind of counter to my personality. Right. And so it just, it, it feels bad to like tell the family, like no Thanksgiving, I can't even eat what's on the menu. Like right. I can't do that. I can't go here. Friends haven't seen me, you know, for mm-hmm. a long time. So to get up on the podium and, and hold the medal, I felt relief like, good wow now now i um it validated all that and mm. i felt strongly like i could be like you know how i like haven't seen you in a year 
this yeah. is why and that's <laughs> what i felt i didn't feel joy at all and that's sad because mm. you know i wanted to be proud of it and like celebrate it but that's not what i felt now because i've made so many other life changes off the track i experienced joy in the training like mm. i want to go to practice i want i want to like be there and well, i've seen your i've seen your feels. instagram stories you have a lot of joy at your practice sessions you're having yes. a good old time yeah and in the gym <laughs> it's just like i'm just enjoying that moment and yeah. so i i feel like if i do get back in a position where i am on a podium i'm receiving a medal that medal then represents the culmination of all of those days of joy strung together rather than in my previous trips to the olympics the the days leading up to that were stressful like right am i gonna like is it gonna be worth it you know athletes we don't want to really do something unless we know that it's gonna work out like that's our issue it's like so true okay yeah Yeah. you said 5 a.m practice but like is that gonna help me win (laughs) 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 and there's like no way to know that right right so you really should just it treat every day like the day is the goal right Mm. and then string all of those together so that in the end that model represents all of that and Mm. not just like this oh thank god it worked out yeah the day is the goal that's a a great sentiment i think that's uh something i always try to get to the bottom of is is kind of how you describe a successful day but when you see it like that where the the day right now that i'm living is the goal then how can it not be a successful day right it has to be a successful mm-hmm. day if the focus is fully on that day and mm-hmm. i think that is uh that sense of presence is obviously comes from that uh meditative background and yoga background and um you know just awesome incredible stuff and one thing i have to get onto is if, if you know we're 20 minutes into this discussion now if you can't tell if you can't tell that Tiana has a story to tell, um, then you're crazy because she actually has a memoir coming out this summer in June. Um, and why wouldn't she with this type of content that could potentially come from it? Tell everybody about, firstly, just, you know, I'm always, I'm always, as someone who wants to go into writing at some point, I'm always just so interested into like why you woke up one day and said, hey, I'm going to write a memoir. Like, just talk to us a little bit about the process of how you got to this point of doing this. Yeah, so I was a writer before I was an athlete. All right. And it's it's because, <clears throat> and people never believe this, it's because I'm an introvert, for real, for real, huh. in real life. Right. I am very much like, no, I'll just, I'll just stay here. Or I need to recover <laughs> for like three days after doing some major event, right? Right. And as a kid, <clears throat> I was extremely uncomfortable I'm sorry, my throat's dry. Extremely uncomfortable with confrontation, like Mm. talking to my parents when I was upset or like someone make me angry at school. And so what I would do was I would write a letter (laughs) like, dear mom, this upset me today. And I just want to let you know that it was not fair to punish me for something Christina did. Signed, (laughs) Tiana. Fold it up, slide it under the door. Right. That was literally how I communicated in writing all the time because I was just too uncomfortable and um, maybe insecure even to like Mm. stand up for myself and face the fire that way. And so I have always written. Then I was in creative writing classes in elementary school. My teacher was like, you seem very well practiced. And I'm like, you have no idea. I've been writing (laughs) forever. And so I had a blog and I've always 
wanted to write. So mm. I didn't always want to write a memoir, but I always wanted to write. But then life happens. And I, I'll classify it as like a lot of tragedy in my personal life. And mm. so at some point after the like, why me stage, which I think yeah. is very human to experience, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I decided that that crap has to be worth it like yeah. there's no reason like I did the whole like I'm not a bad person why is this happening and so I had to make the pain worth it somehow and then I started to share my story mm -hmm. and then when I saw how people resonated to sharing these often painful vulnerable moments I understood that there was value in and sharing the whole story especially mm -hmm. as I'm still standing and there are a lot of people who go through these things who either are no longer with us because they couldn't stand it or are thinking about that. Um, so mental health is a huge reason and advocating for people to just be honest about where they are mm -hmm. um, and understand that as bad as it feels right now, just getting to tomorrow is an improvement, is sure. progress. Mm -hmm. Like just keep getting to tomorrow. And it's not about this whole grand life you need to have. And it's not about like, gold medals can't save you from this. And mm -hmm. so I just felt like it was really important to share that story, honestly, because I have found a way to be basically functional yeah. <laughs> while going through all of this stuff. And I think maybe people will find some value in that and how I was able to pull that off for so um, long. 100%, 100%. I've been very fortunate to uh, listen to a lot of people on this, on this show convey some of the same thoughts and, and, and be honest and vulnerable, which I'm always so appreciative of. It's something that you know, this, this podcast is almost three years old now. And, and funnily enough, it coincides with a five-year process of my own uh, in terms of working towards so many of these things that, that we've been discussing here today. Uh, you know, just being in a space mentally that wasn't healthy, that wasn't good for me. And, you know, lo and behold, I started to focus on me. I found the woman of my dreams. We got married. We have two kids. My job's going great. I have this podcast that's just phenomenal. And why? It was because I was willing just to stop and say, got to start taking it day by day you've got to stop beating yourself up you've got to work on yeah. you and be able just to look at yourself in the mirror at the end of the day and say hey there's someone that i don't mind being around you know um, yeah that's the key honestly i think a lot of um a lot of us are like oh we need sponsors and like where why is it so hard and it's like i even had to learn this you aren't responsible for whether or not somebody else sees your value you are responsible for finding your own value and then sharing your value mm -hmm. and your people will find you, which is like what I heard you saying, like yeah. your wife found you, like you have the family, you have the job because you did the inner work first. Mm -hmm. I love that. Yeah, no, I, and I, I right back at you. I think it's uh, that, that ability to just appreciate you for who you are will immediately lead you to opportunities to create relationships with others i love it um and with that being said i i can't thank you enough just for this awesome insight just incredible conversation so many wonderful thoughts and components that i know people are going to take from this but before i let you go tiana because you are worth a follow i i, I have been following you for a couple of days mm -hmm. now and uh your your social is is fun you're you're a fun individual in terms of how you pursue your goals so just tell everybody where they can find out more about you all right, you can follow me on Instagram at tiana.bartoletta. So that's T-I-A-N-N-A -N -N -A dot B-A-R-T-O-L-E-T-T-A. 
-hmm. not as hard as it sounds. <laughs> <laughs> and then I have my personal website at tianab.com and it's T-I-A-N-N-A-B-E-E.com. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I actually did a little bit of looking on that website myself and it was why I, I had to find 15 minutes to do a little workout before we spoke. And I got myself a nice <laughs> plant fruit-based smoothie as well. I was just like, I'm going to, I know my audience today. So I was, Good I was job. on it. I was on it. I wanted to be able to look you in the eye and say, Hey, I did my part this morning. So <laughs> I bet that feels good too. See, feels That's awesome. Feels awesome. I'll pay, I'll probably, I'll probably regret it tomorrow morning a little bit, but Hey, you know, it's all part of the process, right? absolutely <laughs> love it well tiana again thank you so much for your time it was wonderful and uh good luck this year i'll be certainly rooting for you thank you steve it was a pleasure such a pleasure getting to speak with tiana today about her journey and just the person that she is behind the success i think it's really important sometimes when you get to hear and learn from these athletes that they have their own process. They have their own way of doing things that may sometimes surprise you. It's not as simple as just trying to go for the gold and doing everything that you can in your power to get better every single day. It's never going to be that simple. And hearing Tiana be able to break things down to the point where you understand that everything that you're doing are just small deposits into this self-worth bank. And everything that you're doing is just a small step towards the next small step you know these things are, are very simple terms simple ideas but incredibly difficult incredibly difficult to actually practice so if there's anything you take from this interview certainly take the respect that is required and that should be provided to individuals such as tiana for their ability to have that day-to-day -day accountability for the things that they do. And hey, if you're listening to this and this is relating to your career or this is relating to your life and you're thinking, man, there's, there's, just, there's just some areas that I wish I could do better, then let's start analyzing it. Let's start looking at little deposits that we can make, little steps that we can take. And if we're willing to do that, then we can suddenly start to maybe see ourselves moving in the direction that we want to move and I think as long as we're doing that then we can look at ourselves in the mirror as Tiana and myself both acknowledged at the end of the day and say hey I'm, I'm really happy with the work that you did I won the day I had a successful day and I can go to bed happy so hopefully you enjoyed the chat I certainly did be sure if you haven't yet to give us a follow uh, on Instagram at career underscore competitor check out the website careercompetitor.com you can listen to every episode on there and you can reach out and connect with me. I would so love it if you were to reach out to me and just let me know your thoughts on this particular episode and any other episode for that matter that you maybe have checked out lately. In the meantime, best of luck with everything you guys have got going on at the moment. And I look forward to speaking with you all again very soon. Bye for now.